You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We are the Unpack Podcast from AcmePackingCompany.com. And SB Nation on Twitter at the Unpack Pod on Instagram for no reason at the Unpack Pod Patreon.com slash the Unpack Pod. Like, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Like the person who said, gotta have my nugs. And we'll get to note nugs in a second, but I'm on the fence about exactly what kind of nugs they're talking about there. But the the jury is out. Anyway, yeah, it's the the unpack pod. The maybe we'll call it the re-unpack or the unrepack today. I'm Zach Rapport at uh, at Zach Rapport on Twitter. I'm in Albuquerque, usually joined by uh, Ben Foldy, who's at a Habs Rangers game at Madison Square Garden right now. Um, also, usually joined by Alex Patakis, who um, is under the weather, unfortunately. So, um, I am joined. Hot off an 18 play drive in Madden that resulted in a field goal. It's Justice Mosqueda. Say what's up to the people, Justice. <laughs> Yeah, my Pittsburgh Steelers beat my buddy Andrew's uh, New York Jets. I'm going to the AFC Championship game off of the first round by. Feels pretty good. Baker Mayfield somehow has like the uh, third strongest uh, arm strength in the game. So I picked him. <laughs> Doesn't really make sense. Doesn't reflect onto anything that shows up on the field. But uh, half decent Madden quarterback. What are we doing with these ratings? Uh, and you shared you shared with me these weird throwback Pittsburgh Steelers throwback uniforms. Um, that you were using that I'd never seen before. I'm used to the bumblebee ones, and this is a different kind of bumblebee that's got like a V and then this weird crest in the middle. It's like a soccer jersey and a rugby jersey had a baby, and that baby was somehow an American football jersey. <laughs> yeah, it's real hideous. That's why I, I chose the Steelers just so I could use that uniform. Might be the worst uniform I've ever seen in my life. If you guys look up like... uh Pittsburgh Steelers 75th anniversary uniform. I understand this isn't a visual medium, but <laughs> if you guys Google that 75th anniversary uniform, you'll find it. It's it's very odd. I don't actually know why it's in the game. I will, I, the I 75th will... year was like uh, when Favre wore those blue jerseys too. Yes. Right? Yeah. I'm very sure. So, yeah. For the visual folks out there, I will I will post a, the screenshot you sent me. I'll post that to uh, to our Instagram. At the Unpack Pod, I might also post this screenshot I took uh, just before we hit record of you concentrating very hard, counting syllables, <laughs> writing a haiku on the spot, which we'll get to a little bit later. And uh, we will also, uh, before that, get to notable nuggets coming off of uh, Green Bay's seventeen to nothing shutout win over the Seattle Seahawks. But first, real quick before uh, we do that, I wanted to get a. We'll do a Justice Mosqueda special and do a vibe check on your feelings about, I guess, I don't know, you know, Rogers, we on this show, I feel like made our, our feelings very known. We didn't mince words. We had a week off from that a little bit uh, with love on the field. Rogers is back. General vibe check sort of watching that game with Rogers back 
under center. Was it weird? Was it fine? Who cares? I don't know. I felt a little weird. He so the way he talked about it today, because I had I have to listen to uh, him on McAfee every Tuesday. Um, the way he talked about it today was like, I guess the wind really impacted kind of his game Um, in not that like the wind was blowing super hard. It's that the wind was like unpredictable. Like yeah. he was talking about some of the plays that, you know, obviously he he missed Um, like the the long throw to Alan Lazard. And he was like, dude, I thought I was I, I thought I had the wind with me. And now it's working against me. Like the wind, I guess, was just swirling inside of Lambeau Field in a weird way that like isn't conducive to like deep passing. Um, that's not really going to change that. I mean, yeah. it's Lambeau Field. <laughs> what are they going to do? Put a dumb on it? No. Um, but yeah, I mean, his accuracy wasn't great. Um, that was a weird game a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that kind of ties into my note note. So I kind of want to keep something right. close to the vest. All right. Well, let's get, uh, we'll get right. Uh, into those note nugs hashtag note nugs tweet at us at the unpack pod after every game with your bite-sized takeaway and i'll go first um and mine is a general a general nug that's really a shout out to to goody the scouts the coaches the players and probably some amount of luck because in the face of so many injuries this team somehow continues to roll they're like weirdly deep and i joked on, on twitter about tony romo who by the way Totally sauced again in Green Bay for this broadcast. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> he was like singing. It was it was bizarre. I mean, I loved it, but I, I you know, team chaos. Um, anyway, uh, Tony Romo on the broadcast on the way out the door said something like, if these Packers can stay healthy, watch out. It's like, dude, what game are you watching? What team are you watching? They're totally decimated. We watched Aaron Jones tweak his knee. We watched Rashawn Gary bend his arm in a way it is not supposed to bend. Um and that was just this game alone. So many injuries, but guys keep stepping up, man. Um, it's hard to complain, and it's easy to feel good about a team that holds it together in the face of of so much adversity. So, yeah, that's my my note nug. Just a shout out to, I guess, team building. That's it. Shout out to team building. That's my note nug. Um, my note nug, Randall Cobb, second in receiver snaps this past week. Weird game. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that at all. We had no indication that that was going to be the case heading into this ball game. I think uh, the three big things in terms of like player participation, one, Slayton got more reps than Tyler Lancaster. That's Slayton had a that. good game, too. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing pretty well uh, the last two games. I mean, he was kind of forced into it last week, uh, not this past Sunday, but the you know the week before. Yeah, um, he's done well with the snaps and he's jumped up. Um, the other thing was like the whole. Uh, Kevin King, Russell Douglas situation, you know, like Stokes came back. It was a question of like, okay, well then who's going to be like the quote unquote, like starter um, Russell Douglas out snap King two to one. Um, so King is outside corner three. Um, maybe that's still a situation where they're trying to kind of uh, get him right. I mean, that shoulder injury, it's not like he had had shoulder injuries before. You know, yeah. So I wonder if they're just kind of like taking it easy with him. But I thought all three of those things in terms of like player participation stood out and were not expected coming into this game. I wonder, too, if the Kevin King thing kind of ties into my nug a little bit with with this being a deep team. I feel, you know, Kevin King gets a bad rap for someone who's always being injured, but always being injured on a team that doesn't have a lot of depth means you're also always pressured to get back on the field, I think Bingo. Uh, more yeah. quickly. And and this is a way where they can sort of ease, ease him in and allow him to sort of heal and play at the same time. 
Yeah. And look, if he needs it, let him have it because he's been playing the last, what, three games that he's played for the Packers, uh, probably his best three-game stretch uh, as a Packer. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to get on Gray, the DB's coach, and say, uh, you know, this dude should be a defensive coordinator next year. Um, he t- He's the same guy who took over play calling when uh, Joe Barry had COVID and was held out for a week. So we're probably only going to have uh, Gray for another season or another half season, but he's been doing real well with, you know, Douglas, who they plucked off of a practice squad, uh, King, who's was shaky in the beginning and uh, then got hurt. Um, and then obviously Stokes, who's, you know, a rookie. Um, he had the, uh, I guess he had the foresight to uh, be able to pull Yadam um, when he did too. And yeah. they've overcome Jair Alexander going down. So like, what more can you ask for from a cornerback unit in the situation that they've been in right now? This is like as optimal as, you know, it can be. Yeah. And I will, uh, I will turn to Molly who sends in her note nook. I think I'm ready to say this defense is good. Um, which is a fun thing to get to say as a Packers fan. And, and we've alluded to it a little bit on this show, but I'll also more formally announce, I guess, an apology to Joe Barry who, damn man, I just don't, I did not see this coming with this group of guys. It's been outstanding. Yeah, the the big thing was like early on in the season, it was so weird seeing them transition from like their pressure packages that they were running in the preseason with the backups to them just having run games done to them, uh, yeah. you know, in, in week one against the Saints. Since then, or I guess since probably what, halftime of that Lions game, um, we've seen dramatic improvement on his end in terms of play calling, but that defense is just sturdy across the board. Like yeah. the guys can tackle, they can get guys on the ground. Um, you know, a lot of people will say like, it's a game of blocking and tackling. A lot of people will say like, that's not what it is anymore. It's a passing league. I, I think the truth is like, if you aren't good at blocking and tackling, then the game then becomes a game of blocking and tackling. Right. Yeah. And I think that was kind of an issue under Mike Pettin. It's not, it doesn't seem to be an issue under Joe Barry. So doesn't really seem like it matters who's out there. I mean, it's not like they've been super healthy on the defensive side. We just rattled off all the guys who've gotten banged up this year. Um, so what he's done with what he's had, I mean, it's about as good as you can get from a first year defensive coordinator, I would think. Yeah. Really quickly, I want to go back to to Coach Gray. Can you can you protect that guy? Are there rules? Is it an etiquette thing? Uh, it seems like the McCarthy Packers, I feel like, prevented a lot of coaches from from interviewing. I don't know if that's that's common practice. Uh, I think it's still something that you can do so you can prevent someone from interviewing for a coordinator position if they are an assistant coach um the big thing is like when is that contract expiring right um this happened to green bay actually when lafleur wanted to hire his brother uh mike um as the offensive coordinator um he was like the o-line coach i think for the 49ers um they tried to interview him the 49ers blocked him Uh, obviously kyle shanahan blocked him and then uh, once his contract expired, he became the offensive coordinator for the New York Jets under Salah, who was then the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. So yeah. I think that's probably more of a situation of like, will they let him go? If not, then he's at the very least not signing another deal with Green Bay and he's going to take the next flight out once his uh, contract expires. But it's nice to have him in house, you know, for the time being, at least. Yep. We'll uh, we'll pivot over to not Ryan on Twitter, who sends in his note nug, hype videos for finger injuries are probably a jinx. 
<laughs> man, it just feels I look, I, you know, I got my issues with Aaron Rodgers. So now consider me in the club of having to root for someone who I think is a little bit of a bozo. Um, but to be a Russell Wilson fan all these years, man, what a bozo. I can't just a corny MF or man. And I just can't get over it. I cannot. I cannot get over these videos and the the weird, oh, corny self seriousness and just uh, just the. I, to, I told Mina on the preview. I was like, it, it, he's acting like he's coming back from the Alex Smith injury. Yeah, right. And then in the in like the his leg exploded presser, or something. Yeah, the post game presser. Pete Carroll was like, no, his, his finger shouldn't have been an issue. Yeah, like it's a finger. Oh, okay, all right, cool. What that- are we doing here? That I mean, he scored no points. Was that the worst Russell Wilson performance? I don't know. I'm sure he's had worse, like in terms of more interceptions. But yeah. that's the first time that Russell Wilson had ever been, uh, you know, zeroed, uh, goose egged on the scoreboard uh, during his his tenure there. So I know I you know. feel the good. Never had a worse one. Yeah, I know you feel good as a Pacific Northwesterner. I just think uh, it just beating the Seahawks, man. It always feels good. <laughs> the Seahawks to me have always felt like bigger right I, I and it might be just recency bias in terms of like the teams that green Bay's had painful losses to right so obviously fail mary 2014 nfc championship game not fun and then the niners you know the two playoff losses to kaepernick i'm from the northwest where it's like half or i'm from portland specifically so it's like half seattle fans half niners fans so it's like those feel like bigger rivalries to me than like the Bears or, or Vikings even. I know it's Vikings week, so we probably shouldn't be saying that, but it's always felt more competitive to me between those teams, you know, once they've been good, at least since, you know, Harbaugh uh, got there in San Francisco or Carroll got there in Seattle. Yeah, agreed. Uh, one more note nug, and then we'll uh, we'll throw it to break. Mark uh, Wellner tweets in, interior offensive line, especially the right, badly needs an upgrade, either Patrick or Jenkins will do um wanted to get your your take on that will Bach be back next week um or when he comes back how does the line shift around because uh we we've talked all year about um Steno doing such a great job but the the wheels can't stay on so sturdily all the time forever with these backups kind of shifting around yeah um with Bach I mean he didn't practice on Friday which to me is like oh crap he really might be like two weeks out. So this week I'm still not super sure. Yeah. Um, those, those thoughts of him coming back for the Arizona game feel like forever. ago. I did talk to uh, Peter Bukowski uh, yesterday. I did his, his podcast and his YouTube thing. Um, we talked about it and he gave me the thought of like Billy Turner kicking into right guard and letting El- Elton Jenkins play right tackle. I mean, that's kind of a thing where like, mm. Footwork is so tricky with offensive linemen. You never know which ones can like actually like mirror their footwork and go from the left side to the right side. Uh, the example I use was Panay Sewell. You know, everyone talked about him as like next Jonathan Ogden level offensive tackle prospect in the NFL. Well, the Lions drafted him. They didn't need a left tackle. They played him at right tackle in the preseason. He was getting his butt whipped at right tackle until their left tackle went down. He goes to left tackle and he looks exactly like that, you know, elite offensive lineman, that elite bookend that everyone called him, you know, coming out of college. So I don't know if Elton's a guy who you necessarily want on the right side. Obviously, he's been playing on the left a lot more yeah. um, in the NFL. But 
someone's got to play it right guard. I mean, they got to they got to make some sort of decision. <laughs> it can't it can't be Newman just because stunts and blitzes, man. Yeah. I, I've been saying it the whole yeah. the whole season. Anytime you cross his face, things get a little iffy. And there's a lot of times where when they turn guys loose, it's because Newman just didn't handle the stunt right. And Billy Turner ends up looking at him after the play and is like, you wanted me to block both dudes? Yeah. Like, I, I feel bad for him. And Billy, on the other hand, he's playing his best ball, I think, of his career. Um, I've seen a lot of him, you know, dating back to, you know, before he was in Green Bay um, because he was kind of like a draft prospect type of guy that I was keeping an eye on. Um, he was with the uh, Broncos? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's been doing pretty well. I know he's bounced around to a lot of different positions in his career, but it does seem like he's kind of getting a hold of, you know, right tackle, which – that's that's kind of my hesitation of wanting to kick him in, right? Yeah. Where it's like, if we have the tackle situation figured out, let's just keep it there. The other thing, too, is if Jenkins goes to tackle, I don't think he's ever going back. Like, if he's going to tackle, just in terms of, you know, he's going to see dollar signs, you know, him and his agent. Yep. And rightfully so. Um, it's just like he, he's a blue chip guard right now, and yep. he probably will be a blue chip right tackle if he does play right tackle but like once you make that move you can't come back so like if he's at right tackle and then turner's in at guard i don't know how you can then go back to jenkins and say hey we're switching you back to guard and he's going to see that as something that's going to hurt him in the pocket yeah you know? hurt his value yeah well, well i'll uh emphasize your, your crack analysis someone's got to play right guard that's the take someone <laughs> someone <laughs> that is technically correct all right we are going to take a break and when we come back we are going to do news and haikus vacations can be tricky you already know how to book flights and hotels but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home you need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, we are back. One news item that I wanted to hit on real quick before we uh, before we read some poetry on this football show. Um, Whitney Merciless goes to IR, and um, I don't know. That's a that's a bummer, right? Who's they just elevated? Um, it's a tip of Galea. Is that how you say that? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the situation right now. Wendy Merciless is on IR, so they swapped a linebacker for a linebacker or outside linebacker for an outside linebacker. I thought it was interesting. Uh, they signed Ladarius Hamilton, who was just released because the Packers had uh, three moves to make with two roster spots, right? They had to bring back Yadam, they had to bring back Rodgers, and then they had to uh, take Bakhtiari off of the, uh, the uh, PUP. Um, so they had to get rid of someone on the 53-man roster. 
that dude ended up being Ladarius Hamilton. He played, uh, you know, like 40 snaps from like week five to week seven for the team before Winnie Merciless, uh, you know, came on in Green Bay. He was signed to the practice squad, but Tipa was brought up from the practice squad. So I thought that that was interesting that like we've seen that's a jump on the uh, depth chart. You know yeah, what I mean? Like right. that, that's what we're seeing live. Um, they did protect Ladarius Hamilton. They also signed uh, Kareth White, who's a running back. Um, he obviously is going to maybe be needed down the line. He, he's not going to be needed this week. Armstead, uh, Rykel Armstead, who played for the Jacksonville Jaguars, is on the practice squad. He's probably going to be elevated for game day, I would guess. Um, both Armstead and Hamilton were protected on the practice squad today. So I would assume that those two are going to play, even if they are coming off the practice squad. You know, the extended uh, – 46 man roster to the 48 man roster that's allowed in the NFL now. So I would assume those two get into the game with the Jones injury and the winning merciless injury. Yeah. And Aaron Jones with the, it was announced in MCL sprain. sprain. So uh, a couple weeks, we got Patrick Taylor in the mix, obviously not the same kind of back. What do we expect um, out of, out of the AJ Dillon, Patrick Taylor show? Those two are like the same back, right? Like. like they're yeah. both kind of like, Big body backs, they can get their hand on the ball in the passing game. They both can pass protect. I, I, I think you're basically running the same offense with both of them. Um, you know, when Jones was down, Dylan finally got carries uh, in the red zone. Uh, he scored his first touchdown since that Tennessee game. And then Patrick, uh, Patrick Taylor also got snaps in the red zone too. So they didn't hesitate away from, you know, Patrick Taylor getting the ball when he was in there. I don't think that's going to be that big of a deal. Armstead. I don't know how much he's going to be involved in the game just yeah. because they they haven't really used their third back uh, this year. Like they did some stuff with Kylan um, when when they went to like split back gun stuff. Um, but even Patrick Taylor, like they didn't use Patrick Taylor until Aaron Jones got hurt. Yeah. So I wouldn't imagine Armstead is going to be doing much other than playing special teams this week. Yeah. All right, man. It's uh it's poetry time, and I know that. You were working hard on it. I saw you counting syllables <laughs> real time as we uh, go past the beaded curtain, lay it on me. Packer stock is fine. The Chicago Bears will move. Have fun in the burbs. <laughs> I had actually made a note and I had glossed over it um, to hit on that earlier in the show, the, the stock sale. Would you say Packer stock is fine? Yeah, it's fine. That's the take. It's, perfect. right? it's, it's, it's perfectly fine. fine. I used to get a little. I'm not going to say it's good. Yeah, right. I mean, it's fine. I used to get a little annoyed. And this is a bit of a Jason Wildey take, but he's always said, like, just give give the stockholders something, even if it's like 10 percent off at the pro shop. Give them some literally something. Um. And I, I still kind of feel that way, but also, I don't know, the older I get, the less I care about that stuff. It's fine. It's fine. They said in the uh, APC chat, I can't remember who said it, but they said uh, in the pro shop, there's a special sp spot for uh, Packers owners. It's the same stuff. There's nothing different. It's just like a section? That's <laughs> yeah, like it's just, just a for different them? section. They don't okay. hand you like a cucumber water and it's like behind a velvet rope or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to investigate myself. <laughs> I'm going to show up and say, hey, I own this place. Start waving, waving your paper around. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And um, are the are the bears actually moving? Is that what, what are we doing here? 
Is that going on? Is that going through? The, the mayor of Chicago was mad that they bought land. They like bought some. Uh, it was it was a couple months ago. They bought some like race course or something like that. Yeah. Uh, raceway. And uh, it seems like, you know, they're not going to renovate Soldier Field again. Um, last time they had to do that, they played down at the University of Illinois for a season. So it seems like, you know, they, they're getting priced out of Chicago, yeah. I guess. And they're going to move an hour out and it's going to be real inconvenient to go to Bears games. It's funny because Mike the- Florio, too. Mike Florio, who's no one is more adamant against Packers stock than Mike Florio right now. Minnesota Vikings fan. Mind you, his owner is a legitimate criminal um, outside of that. <laughs> Uh, so he, he said today, like the NFL's ultimate end game is expansion to 40 teams. And as someone who's worked in spring leagues, um, there are not eight new, uh, American markets yeah. that like <laughs> NFL teams could move to. So like if their end game really is moving to 40 teams and the bears move out of this, move out of Chicago and into the suburbs, like. I would probably guess that Chicago is going to get a second franchise. So. Yeah. May I humbly recommend Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> the trek. Yeah. So I have to split games, split games between uh, Albuquerque and like El Paso. Just play like four and four. Yeah. We got Santa Fe. There's no football fans. There you go. There. <laughs> it's just old, rich, retired people from California. Um, hot takes. All right. No, we're going uh my blood's boiling. We're going back. We're going back into the spot. It's the battle of the plexiglass quarterbacks. What are the Vikings? I feel like I can't make fun of uh, Kirk Cousins in the same way now that Aaron Rodgers came out with all his weird takes. I don't know. At least Kirk Cousins stood at a microphone and defended all his dumb positions. Anyway, the Vikings. What are the Vikings? Are they bad? I don't think so. Are they good? Uh, I also don't think so. I think their defense is bad. Uh, Their defense is bad. Um, They're down to you and me rushing the passer right now. (laughs) You do not want me out there. Yeah, they they uh I saw a bunch of bloggers were writing like, hey, this might be the week like Anthony Barr finally moved back down to the edge. You know, he he played the edge uh at the University of or uh, UCLA, um, got moved to off ball linebacker in the NFL. Everyone's always kind of wanted to see Barr, you know, kind of playing defensive end and pinning his ears back, getting after the quarterback. And then Barr ended up getting hurt. So I was like, okay, so they he can't even play. Um, the Vikings, I think, are just all sorts of banged up defensively offensively they have plenty of skill talent their offensive line still isn't great but they are committed to the run game um that's yeah. one thing that you have to give them credit for and i think I, I actually picked minnesota i put money on the game um against the chargers just because of the matchup like the chargers i know that's an aoc team we're not used to you know watching them on sundays but the chargers can't stop the run for crap um they have probably one of the worst defensive linemen in the league right now in uh, Jerry Tillery, at least in terms of starters. I know he just got put on the COVID list today, um, but he's been doing a bad job all year, and you could basically run at will on that Chargers team, and Minnesota took advantage of that. So it'll be interesting to see what, you know, these Packers, uh, that Packers defensive front has left uh, in the tank. We'll see what Gary looks like. We'll see how healthy those interior defensive linemen are. Um, it's going to be actually, like, real important in this game after seeing weeks of spread teams you know over and over again uh this is finally going to be like big boy run downhill football yeah and on that note i think the packers are 
minus two and a half right now on the road at Minnesota. Does that surprise you or do you feel like that's, that's about right? That's probably right. Um, I think we're realizing that home field advantage is mattering less and less, um, which is also interesting. Like it used to be, you know, Hey, three point swing. Now it's like one and a half ish, you know, with that half point yeah. either way. I was surprised um, to not even see three though in this, uh, in this case. Yeah, it's it's very odd. Um, some of it probably does come to like the physical travel, the fact that like yeah. teams are traveling better. Um, that matters way more than than anything else. Um, in terms of like the crowd noise and stuff like that. Like it's actually always been about travel. Like home field advantage mattered a whole lot more when players were taking trains to go play the Los Angeles Rams <laughs> yeah. in like the sixties, right? Than than right now when they're on private planes. So and um, I don't know, minus two and a half. Uh, a, a field goal difference at this point makes me nervous with uh, with our field goal <laughs> blocking unit. Goodness gracious. I will say, though, at least the field goal that was missed this past weekend didn't seem like it was an operation thing. The wind just took that. Goal. Yeah, it just and seemed I, like, whoa, where'd I that go? Bad. I felt bad because I was like, damn, like it, just another one in like Mason's lost calm and it's going to look bad at the end of the year, but a lot of these problems like aren't his fault. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I we actually, and I don't want to out, uh, Alex Otakis, but I'm going to do it anyway. He texted me in the middle of the game, uh, after that missed field goal. And he's like, guys, do we need to talk about Mason Crosby? Uh, wh- what's going on here? And I, I watched the replay. And, and like you said, it's just like, it's like angels in the outfield. Like the wind just takes it. And you're like, how did that even happen? It looks weird. It when looks the weird. It looks yeah. weird. And it barely misses. It's like, okay. That, that was the win. That's fine. We can chalk that one up to the win. Yeah. All right, man. I don't want to keep you uh, too long. So um, I think I'm ready to hit the polka. Do you have a, um, a, 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 a prediction for this game if you're putting money down? Ooh. Um, Packers. Yeah. Packers cover. Packers cover. Um, I am a little nervous about seeing them play an offense that's this heavy, but I think that defense is just, they're done. They're done, and it sucks for Zimmer. And I'm sure Zimmer is very frustrated that it's his defense yeah. that can't perform on the field, but they just don't have the horses right now. Yeah. Don't have the horses. All right, guys. That is going to do it for us this week. Justice, thank you on short notice for for hopping on. Hope Ben Foldy's enjoying hockey right now. Hockey, come on. It's got the hair for it. Hope Alex feels better. And hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. And um, yeah, go pack go until next week. Keep it locked in to acmepackingcompany.com and the audio feed here for all things Green Bay Packers. All right, guys. Later.